Real quick, before we start, if you like what you hear and you're not following the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button. It helps the podcast grow, and that means we can change more lives of people just like you. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, my fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Kirsten Mark. And guys, we're talking about masculine and feminine energy in decision-making. We're talking about masculine and feminine energy in relationships. And we're talking about masculine and feminine energy in the way that we approach situations. Because honestly, we have a wildly different approach to situations. I would go as far as to say is our decision-making process is literally completely opposite. Yeah. And so to illustrate the, like how opposite our decision-making actually is, we're going to do some storytelling. So yes, the first really big decision, I feel like that we like the one that like actually changed our life forever that we made together, I think was the, was when I got him money. What do you think? Yeah. 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 I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to spill the tea. All right. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever gone fully into this. So we're going to go fully into this. The tea is getting spilled. The tea is getting spilled. So when Kirsten and I first started dating, we had this like, somebody reached out to us about this opportunity and Kirsten and I looked at each other and we're like, let's just apply like whatever. So we ended up applying to be on the amazing race. Yes. And we were in Bali actually. And we were like half drunk when we sent our like application video. We're like in the pool and we're like, we would be such a great fit for the amazing race. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Our 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 interview video is funny. So we sent this interview video to the amazing race. And then a week later they emailed us back and they're like, yo, we want you guys to come in for a second interview. And we were like, Oh, what the fuck? So we traveled all the way down to Calgary for the second interview. And like, yeah. We yeah. Just- so we traveled the second interview and we were like, dude, this would be fucking sick. Like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, so we go. traveled to the second interview and we're like, we're like rip raring to go. Like we're like all in. We go to the second interview and like, this was like not like a small show. Like they had like a private fucking room set up. Like they rented their own hotel. Like they went to their own hotel room. They set up lights and they were like interviewing us in front of like these fucking lights. And they were like putting us on. And so we just went to the interview. We're like, it's going to be awesome, et cetera. We ended up getting an email. This was like mm-hmm. two weeks later. We ended up getting an email and the email says, you've been accepted. You're going to be on the Amazing Race Canada. No, that's no, not. No, that is. No, it was, they called us. Remember? I remember the phone call. The whole producing station called us. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like a huge interview process. Like we made it yeah. through three, so many It was rounds. like three stages yes. of interviews. They yeah. called us and we were in our little condo living room and we were like, holy fucking shit. And they're like, you guys aren't on the like, there's basically people that start the race and then there's teams that back up. So basically like if a team can't make it, they back up. They're like, you are on the starting line. Like you are on the show. Holy fucking shit. So then, then I was like, Oh, okay. 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 So like one of the biggest things I had to make sure of, I was like, okay, we're on the show. I'm like, I'm running an online business. And this was right when pizza nomination was like taking off. Like my goal is to be the number one business coach for online fitness coaches, period. That's always been the target. And this was like right in the middle of our ascension. Like at this point, like we had just started hitting massive strides. Like we were at like 300 clients and we were like signing like 70 to hundred clients a month. Mm-hmm. So like we were in massive momentum at this point. And so mm-hmm. one of the questions I asked, I was like, I'm still going to be able to like be on my phone. Right. Like it was like, I need to still work. Like while I'm on this like show, like I can't just like not work for like fucking two. I think it was actually six weeks. And they were like, no, unfortunately, sorry. Like you can't be on your phone. You literally have to like give up your phone for six weeks. And at this point, like I wasn't nearly at the level that I'm at now. Like now I actually have like a team in place. There was like zero possible chance I could have stepped away from Pizza Dom for six weeks. So I'm like, I knew that if I went on the show that the business was going to suffer. And so me and Kirsten, like after the conversation, like she was also, this is when you were running the Women Who Win. It was actually, it the, was big actually booty, the Big Booty, booty Boss, Boss Academy, Academy at yeah. the time. And it was the same thing for you. You were in massive momentum. 
we were like just getting started. Like we were just getting started. So it was so, it was such a vital time for our businesses. And this was such a big opportunity, but it quite literally meant that we were almost taking everything we had started building over the last year together. Cause like when Brian and I got together, that is when our businesses started skyrocketing. Like we started taking shit seriously. So this would have seriously like affected Yep. Right. Like this was a, would have seriously affected our business. And so we just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And it back was like and a back and forth for like a week. We're like, maybe we should go. Maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe we should go. Maybe we shouldn't go. And her and I were discussing it. And then I like had this like, I don't know what exactly it was. And it was like, I think it was a conversation I had with myself because nobody in my family even knew that I was doing this. And I had to like sit and I had to like ask myself, like, what really matters to me? Like, what like really matters? Like, am I really committed to like going on this show? Or like, what is like really important to me? And so I sat down by myself, I was going for a drive. And I was like, I came to this realization. And I'm like, I absolutely fucking love my business. It's I'm 100% certain on that. I'm like, and in terms of like doing the show or not doing the show, I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do the show or I don't want to do the show. But I'm like, I'm absolutely certain that like, no matter what I do, I want to do it with Kirsten. Mm. And then I was like, I'm absolutely certain that like Kirsten is the person that I would want to spend the rest of my life with. Like, no matter what I do, I'd want to do it with her. And then it made me realize I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't really care if I go on the show or not. But I'm like, I just realized that like, I'm like 100% in love with Kirsten and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. I'm like, I'm going to ask her to marry me. So that in that moment, I came to the decision, like, not only I'm like, I'm also certain I'm like, I don't want to go in the amazing race Canada because I'm certain that like my business is more important mm-hmm, than being on a TV mm-hmm. show. So I'm like, I came to two certainties. Certainty. Number one is I'm absolutely certain that I don't want to go on the show because my business is more important than the show. And certainty. Number two is that I want to spend the rest of my life with Kirsten. So that moment, as soon as I came to that decision, I was like, perfect. I drove to the fucking ring store. Mm-hmm. And nobody in my family knew, not nobody. even Cole knew, drove to the ring store, bought a fucking engagement ring. And then I went to go see my fucking wife. I came back, went to go see my wife. And I was like, hey, and then I pressed this like recording button. I was like, I have two things. I'm like, thing number one is, and then I was like breathing heavy. (laughs) I was like, I I have two realizations. I was like, realization number one, I'm like, I am absolutely certain I do not want to go on the Amazing Race Canada because I think it'll be bad for my business and bad for your business. I was like, and realization number two is that it doesn't matter what I do as long as I'm with you. I'm like, and then I got on one knee and I was like, will you marry me? And she was like, what What the the fuck? She's like, are you fucking joking? I was like, no, this is the ring. Yeah. And so I think like I would have gone back and forth of the idea of going and not going. And like in my heart, I genuinely didn't know the right answer. And I think right there is the right answer. Like the right answer is not to go. Like if you're going to do something like that, I really do feel like you need to be all in. But our decision making process is so different in the sense that like I probably would have just like gone and done it and it would have taken a really big hit on our business and I don't think it was the right move for us because you guys like I don't think we would be in this house I don't think our businesses would be where they're at and so our decision making process I'm very much so like pros cons I like to think things out whereas Brian is quick to be like this is the right decision let's fucking do it and that was just the perfect example because it was one of the biggest decisions that we had to make. And like, although I was disappointed, like now I can see like exactly why we had to make that choice. Mm. Right. I think here's what's important, right? Because I was thinking about this before we got on this podcast and I'm like, in order, 
I believe that like masculine at its core is being able to make like a clear and concise decision that's going to lead the family or like lead the life or like lead our relationships. I was like, that is the answer. And then I was like, what would be the reason that like a man wouldn't be able to make a firm and hard decision to help lead his life? Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason that a man wouldn't be able to make a firm and hard decision to help lead his life, lead his family's life and lead his like lead the financial future of the, like, of the household is because he himself is not leading his own life. Mm. So for me personally, the reason that it was easy for me to make a decision that I knew might potentially upset Kirsten, because I'm like, I know that she wanted to go on the show. I'm not stupid. But mm-hmm. I also know that like going on the show would hurt her business more and would hurt my business more. And I was certain, absolutely certain, even if it was like against what she initially thought, that this would be the right move that I ended up pulling the trigger and I was able to effectively lead. And I think that the reason that I was able to do that is because I'm effectively leading myself as a man. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think something that I read said that men are on, you're a man on a mission, right? Like you're a man on a mission. Like his vision is super clear. He knows where he's going. He knows the next step. Whereas women are more so on a journey. Like Mm. I know like where I'm going and I have massive goals that I want to hit, but I'm more about like the experiences and the flow where you're more like single task direction driven, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like, I think that, like one of the messages we want to get across in this podcast is there's not one that's right and one that's wrong. And actually I would say that Brian and my decision-making skills, like they pair really well they, together. They collaborate. They collaborate together. Yeah. Right. Because like if both of us just made really quick decisions, there would be no thinking about anything. And we'd make a ton of decisions that probably weren't the right ones. So where I will challenge us to think about things, yeah. he will be like, okay, Kirsten, it's been two weeks of thinking, like no more thinking. This is what we're doing. Yeah. So it pairs together really, really, really well. Yeah. And we talked about this because like, there's been some things that like, because I will make very quick and like, so let's talk about like how we make decisions together as a team, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's been some things where like, we've talked about doing it and we're like, okay, let's do it. But then Kirsten is hesitant. She's like, yes. I don't have a good feeling about this. And when Kirsten doesn't have a good feeling about it, I don't just like assert my fucking masculine dominance. I'm like, we're making the decision. It's like, we're like a team dynamic. And so I know, like, my thing is like, I'm intuitive. And I know that like, if my wife actually doesn't feel good about something and she, there's like an intuition that's wrong. Like I listen to that he does. And, and I'll like, yeah. I won't make a decision because I'm like, I know that it's not right because she doesn't feel it. However, if there's something that like, because this is the thing, right? Like feminine is very like flow. Feminine is very like go with the flow, figure it out. If it feels right, it feels right. If it feels good, it feels good. But even in that moment, even when something feels good, sometimes it's still hard to commit to. Mm -hmm. Like it's still hard to commit to it. Mm -hmm. Even if it feels good. Like let's talk about when we bought this house. Oh yeah. Buying this house. It's like this house is our dream house. Like Kirsten literally spends all day every day by the pool she I love fucking it. Loves I like it so literally much. adore it I just like I'm like a little mermaid I, I think she loves win. the pool more than she loves me but that's okay we won't talk about that no right because I left the pool yesterday to watch a movie with you <laughs> I'm just joking but when we went to buy the house it's like it was that same sort of like that indecision right and like for me I was fucking like certain I was like let's fucking do it she was like I think it's a really good idea I'm nervous but I'm like okay let's fucking let's go let's do it and we ended up doing it and then So that sort of decision-making process is like when we're making a decision as a couple together, if there's something that like we're both kind of uncertain on, or I know she's like, I have a bad feeling about this. Then we tune into that and we listen to it. It, But in our decision-making process, something that's been really helpful for our relationship Mm -hmm. is when we're in 
the discussion of making a decision. If we both agree that it's the right move, then as the man, I just fucking make the call. Mm-hmm. And it's like and another perfect example was like the gazebo. The Dude, that's the <laughs> case. So this is so you can tell this story. Like women are always like on the hunt, the hunt for like the best deal, the best vacation. Like we could go here, but we also could go here and we could go here. Whereas men are just like quick, effortless, want to get it done. Right. It's like we got, and the perfect example of this is like men think about when you go to the mall versus when women go. to the Exactly. Mall. We're searching. I'll look at a shirt and I absolutely love it, but I'm like, what if there's a shirt that's better? So I go to all the other stores and then I'll come back to that shirt. So I've been talking about getting a gazebo for outdoors. Cause like I usually work up on the patio, but Brian really doesn't like being out in the sunshine. Hate it. So, which is so funny. Cause that's so different. Like I just like, <laughs> I'm like literally sun is my love language. Give me AC. No, I'm like, give me the fucking heat and let me roast. So I want a gazebo like for our backyard, but like what gazebo, what colors would coordinate with our backyard? How long have you been talking about it? Months, years. No, I, I would say at least three to four months. At least three to four months before we actually like went and got it. So I've been thinking about it. I've been looking up some on Amazon. I've talked to Julia about it. I'm like, I really want to get one. I think it will be really cool. Like when we have friends over, we could get like a little fire pit in there. And so I'm just like constantly looking, but I'm never actually pulling the trigger. Yesterday we go to Canadian Tire. We see one, it looks a little big. Then we go into Home Depot and there's one that like, literally it is perfect. It's so cute. And Brian's like, yeah, we'll take this and this. And we just do it. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, we're just getting it like right now. Like we're just doing this. And I'm like slowly like panicking. I'm like, well, what if, like, should I look on Amazon? Should I see if there's this one? And Brian's like, yeah, we'll take this one. And we'll take all of this and everything that comes with it. <laughs> and I was like, holy fucking shit balls. <laughs> and then that's when we decided to do this podcast. Cause I honestly don't think I would have gotten one we have for this gazebo. summer. We wouldn't have gotten it because I just keep <laughs> like, I think too much. Whereas like Brian will just like pull the trigger. He's like, this one looks great. Why would we keep looking? Maybe there's a better one, but like, why are we still? I don't even have that thought process. I'm like, do you like this one? She's he does like, it yeah. for everything. I'm like, do you like this, like, do you yeah. like this one a lot? She's like, yeah, it's perfect. I'm like, what are the furniture? She's like, I love the furniture. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, we'll get that and that. She's like, what? I'm like, all of it. I'm like, can you deliver it? And set it up too. So then our gazebo is getting set up this Saturday and I'm so excited and it is so cute. It is so cute. I cannot wait to work out there. Like so, 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 so freaking cute. But I would have thought about it forever. So I think there's like power in analyzing like what it is that you're doing. Cause like, if you don't think things through a lot of the times you won't think things through and you'll make a decision that isn't actually based on like what you actually need in that moment. So I'll do things like write a pros and cons list. I'll do this. Whereas like Brian is looking for the more effortless approach. And the reason why that works so well in situations is because a lot of the time there's decisions that he's going to make. And I'm going to like, be like, Hey, can you just like look at this and think about this? We were going to trade, take a trip to the Dominican to see our new house. And for some reason, I just wasn't excited about it. I'm like, man, like we have so much on the go. Brian's in prep. We ended up like booking the tickets and they got canceled and thank gosh they got canceled because we are so busy and Brian's like so dialed in. But I like to really think things through a lot more than Brian likes to think things through. And so together we have a balance of thinking things through, but also just like pulling the trigger when it comes to like thinking on things too long, which I think a lot of you guys probably need to take this from the podcast. And that's a lot of you guys have probably been thinking on something for too long. And I would say that like, take action because like it is, you're never going to get the thing that you want, the gazebo in our case. If you don't take action, you could look for one for three to four years, maybe in a year you find a better one. So what is it right now that you are thinking about, thinking about, talking about, thinking about, talking about that needs less talking and more action? Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. 
If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. I agree with that statement completely. And I feel like, again, like you don't have to be a man to tap into masculine energy. And we talked about this in my community. This has been like an, more of an open conversation inside of the Millionaire Mastermind. Mm-hmm. It's like the masculine approach to business is where we set goals, we take action, mm-hmm. we're focused, we're mm-hmm. dialed in, we have targets. And the feminine approach to business is like knowing when to take a step back, knowing when to give yourself grace knowing when to be compassionate with yourself, listening to your body, knowing knowing when to take Mm -hmm. a break, knowing when to relax. And I think that most, I would say 95% of people have this like half-hearted approach and they're justifying it as feminine energy when really they just like lack the masculine energy to tap in and get shit done. Mm -hmm. Like to me, masculine energy, that like ability to tap in and fucking dial in and be focused and go all in. I think that is like a pivotal part of success Mm -hmm. in everything. Mm -hmm. And like the ability to make a decision and like, run with that decision and go all in with that decision and not question that decision is important because it's like, there's no point in making a decision if you're just like, you know, like imagine if I bought the gazebo, then as soon as I left, I looked at Kirsten and I was like, this is a weak man. Buy the gazebo, I look at Kirsten, I'm like, maybe we should have shot the Netflix on. I know, and then we're not buying the gazebo. All right? Yeah. Or, or no, I buy the gazebo and then I question the decision. Is oh, that a bad yeah, idea? yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have bought a different color. And then, then I Then I'm going to question then it. Then she's going to question yeah, it. Yeah, then it's I'm like, going to question it. You need to like, I truly do believe that as a man, because I think that this is important in relationships, men need to be able to like lead in relationships. And they also need to be able to like listen to their partner and like hear what their partner is actually saying. And I think as a man in my relationship with my wife, the reason that I'm able to lead effectively is because I'm actively leading myself and I'm actively taking the actions that I know that I need to take in order to make myself a better person. I'm meditating every single day. I wake up on time every single day. I hit the gym. I hit my macros. I'm on top of my own stuff. And because I'm leading my own life and I'm leading my own business and I'm leading my own personal finances, I'm leading myself in my social circle. That allows me to effectively lead in the relationship in a way that's not like toxic masculinity, in a way that's actually building our life. Does that make sense? It makes 100% sense. Mm. And I think something that would be really good for us to touch on too is just like speaking to like the single female and the mm. single male. Do you know what I mean? Because if you guys are watching this and you're like, well, cool, your guys' masculine and feminine energy like merges together and you guys are this great team, but what do I do if I'm a male in my masculine energy, but there's certain situations where I need to tap into my feminine. So I think going back on what you said is that just because maybe you're a male and you are tapped more into your masculine energy, typically that's the way it works. Not always, and there's neither that is right nor wrong. But you always have the ability to tap into your masculine energy. So when Brian and I weren't together, I think naturally I would just make decisions faster because I still am a woman who knows what she wants. I always have been. I sometimes would take a longer route to get there, but I still had to make decisions. Like when me and Haley decided to buy the condo, I had to make that decision. Probably looked at three more condos than I would have if Brian was there, but I made the decision in the end. Mm. So you always have the ability, like as that single female, like you have the ability to tap into that masculine energy and be more like, I'm making this decision quick, effortless, like let's go. And I'm certain on it. And for the males that are watching this, like the single males also have the ability to, to tap into your feminine, back. but yes. like, this is the truth. And the way that most males tap into their feminine is they go out and drink. Think about it. Just think about this for a second. Okay. What does alcohol do? 
Alcohol loosens you up, relaxes you, calms you down a little bit, calms your nervous system, makes you forget about work, and you can just be in the moment, be present, be in conversations, flow, and have it be effortless. That's the way that most males tap into their feminine, is they go out and they drink, and they laugh, and they have fun. But that's not the only way to tap into your feminine as a male. Like you can just take time for yourself. You can just be present with yourself. You can go for a fucking walk. It's like you can do other things. And for me, it's like I try to tap into like my feminine and be more present when I'm hanging out with you. I feel like Brian is very masculine Monday to Friday. And then I feel like what we've tried to do on the weekends is take a step back and be more Sundays. We don't got no plans. We don't have structure. We don't get up at a certain time. There's not like we have our staples that we do, like you're walking the hill, we're getting our steps, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But there's no real structure. And so I think like, yeah, naturally you're more in your feminine when we're spending time together because it's less goal-driven and it's more like present one-on-one mm. -on -one time together. Yeah, guys, I've been in places in my life where I was so fucking committed to working my ass off and like accomplishing my goals that in the process, I burned myself out and I became somebody that I hated in the process, right? I like became somebody that I hated. And so even though on paper, I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, I literally hated the person that I saw looking at me back in the mirror because I was so committed to like this target and this like outcome that I wasn't relaxing. I like wasn't giving myself time. And as soon as I gave myself time, that's when I would be like, Oh, you're such a piece of shit for not working. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'd be like beating mm -hmm. myself up, but like, that's not feminine. Like feminine is being in flow and being present and being like grounded and being like in the moment. Right. So like, you can do that as a man, you can do that without like, that's not weakness. That's strength. Like a grounded man is somebody that's able to take a step back and actually be comfortable being present and being in his like quote unquote feminine mm. and not being so goal driven target ego. Like I need to accomplish this thing. Yeah. And I think a man in his natural state, like, doesn't like, you don't have to have, there's not, doesn't have to be ego involved. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like your ego when I first met you was who, and I feel like you're more in your masculine now than you were when I first met you and your ego has gone down, mm -hmm. which is just like interesting. Well, it's like compensating. Yeah. I, exactly. like, I like needed to prove myself to people. Whereas like now mm -hmm. it's like, I know who I am. Like, I know what I want. Mm -hmm. I know what my values are. Like, I know what's important to me. And so I feel a lot less, like, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. Like if anybody doesn't like me, it's like, I, like, I respect that. I don't care. Cause your, your vision is clear. You know, I know what exactly what I want. Yeah. I know what I'm, I know who I'm serving. I know who I'm trying your to help. actions align. My actions align mm -hmm. with that. I'm mm -hmm. taking my own actions every single day to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. I know what I want. I'm clear on that. I'm like walking the path and there's going to be some people that don't resonate with that. And I'm okay and with it, mm -hmm. but I'm not like, I don't need to prove myself to anybody. Like I'm not even like, when you were proving yourself to people, there's still people that were like, fuck you. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing it for. So yeah. like, it's always important to have the reason being. I'm doing it for myself first initially, right? Like I also have a question for you. Yeah. So you talked a lot about like working, working, working. And I think this is a question you should all ask yourself, male or female, like what would you say that you're working towards right now? Because I think part of the reason why I'm so burnt out is because you're like, why the fuck am I, what am I working so hard for? Like I'm just working to work, right? So like right mm -hmm. now, Brian still is like 12 to 14 hour days. Like he works his butt off, but he's so much better at taking time back. Like what are you working for? So this is a great question. And this is like, this is a question that you won't really understand until you actually start until you start seeing a lot of success. But I remember when I hit a million dollars in one month, it was like November 2022, we hit a million dollars in one month. And I remember like, feeling super fucking high for like 24 hours. 
And then I remember the feeling fading. Mm -hmm. And then I remember that that was the same feeling that faded when I hit $100,000 a month for the first Mm -hmm. time. That was Mm -hmm. the same feeling that faded when I hit $10,000 a month for the first time. That was the same feeling that faded when I hit 5K a month for the first time. And what I realized is that like no amount of money is going to make you happy, which is really fucked up. And that's coming from somebody that like, I'm making a lot of fucking money, you guys. Like money is like not an issue for me and it never will be ever again in my life. But no amount of money is ever going to make me happy. Okay, so like what is going to make me happy? Or, and then why am I working so hard? And why am I driven by like money targets? Well, I think for me, what I realized is the reason that I set a money target in the first place mm-hmm. is because it gives me a measuring stick to aim towards because I know that in order for me to make $10 million, I can't be operating as the same Brian Mark that made a million dollars. And I know that I need to grow into the person that's capable of making that $10 million instead of like, I can't be the $1 million Brian making $10 million a year. Like I need to become him in order to make that money. And so I realized that like, it's not about the actual money in itself. It's about Mm -hmm. the person that I become in the process. And then I was like, what kind of person do I want to become? And then I started asking myself that question. And then I'm like, okay, well, I want to be like present. I want to be integral. I'm going to have a great relationship because like, if I get to $10 million, but at the, like, at the sake of $10 million, I end up sacrificing my relationship with you yeah. and we get a divorce because I'm not spending time with you. Like yeah. that's not like a fulfilling life for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I build a life where I get to $10 million and I'm also a good husband? Mm-hmm. How can I build a life where I get to $10 million and I'm also good to Haley? Mm-hmm. How can I build a life where I get to $10 million and I'm also a good friend to Cole and like mm-hmm. all the people that matter to me? So I started focusing on like, I still have numbers targets because yeah. I, I like making money. It's fun, yeah. but I'm not like driven by it. Whereas like before it was almost like if I didn't make a certain amount of money every month, I viewed myself as like a piece of shit. I was mm-hmm. like, you fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, you fucking yeah. idiot. Like, why the fuck are you working so hard? But it's like, I realized that it's not about the target. The target's important because it gives me something to aim for and a person to become. But it's, uh, about, the, it's about the person that I become in the process. So you're driven. Not by the number, but by the actions essentially that it takes to become the person that you're trying to be. And the $10 million a month, Brian, or a year, Brian, is going to require you to be a new level of you. And that's what drives you. But those targets just raise the waterline and help you reach the waterline. Yeah, because even think about, so like $10 million a year, is that's like, think about that number. So like, think about the amount of work that I as one person would have Mm -hmm. to do to make $10 million in a year. It's fucking impossible. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the only way for me to make $10 million in a year is for me to become a better leader of the people that I work with, Mm -hmm. right? And so Mm -hmm. for me to become a better leader, I need to learn how to manage and lead and like delegate and hold people accountable and bring culture and bring team together. Like I need to learn those skills in order for me to get to that level. Yeah. And that is what excites me. Yeah. So now I'm driven for that. Like I'm like, I want to become a better leader so that not like becoming a better leader, that's obviously going to transfer into everything else that I do as well. But like I'm driven by like the character traits that I get to embody as I become the person. That's also the same reason, like, I love coaching people. I was talking to Natasha Starczewski about this. And I was like, the reason I like, I love taking somebody that is like a brand new online coach that works for somebody else that like hates their nine to five. And then you can take them in and you can help them become this like powerful fucking individual, help them believe in themselves. And all of a sudden they go on and they start like leading these massive movements like you. Like mm-hmm. when me and you first met, you were working at Original Joe's. Yeah. You were working at the gym. Yeah. Like 14 hours, 15 hours a day. You had yeah. two jobs to pay for everything. To yeah. like single mom taking care of Haley. Yes, it was. And now you have like almost, you have like a million followers across all social media platforms now. We've got to be there. Yeah. We've been growing like crazy. Yeah. You've got 1,400 clients. You're literally like changing the world. Yeah. And it's like you went from somebody that like didn't believe in themselves to somebody that's leading 1,400 people that has like a million followers on social media. Like that to me is so cool. 
Mm-hmm. And so and like, that like the catalyst of like that journey into like success with my business started with a conversation with Brian. Like that's how it started. It started with him opening up my eyes to opportunities that were outside of my current situation. Mm. Like that's how it started. And so being able to say that like, You've done done that for like myself, but also done it for so many. Forty five hundred people. Yeah, it's, somebody we worked ins- with. That's absolutely insane, right? And, that, like, and that's what I'm driven by. And you guys, like, think about oh, I got goosebumps. Think about that too. Like that's what I'm those by. small changes, like no, like that's like impacting the world. I know. Like that's like making the world a better place. Like yes. I've seen so many girls within my program that like just like their little families. Yep. They've 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 embodied like core values. They've started like eating better with their kids, right? Yeah, and, like, let's, that's let's just- take this a layer deeper though, because like if you're listening to this podcast right now and you've been impacted by me or Kirsten, drop a fire right now and let us know. So I want to think think about this for a second. So if you've got, so I helped you, you're one person, mm-hmm. okay? And you have, you currently have 1,400 clients. You've yes. probably worked with about three to 5,000 in the yeah. last three years, right? Yeah, or I think it's around, yeah, 3,000, 4,000. So three mm-hmm. to 4,000 moms that you've worked with, mm-hmm. okay? And those moms, because they eat healthier and they feel better and they're more confident, do you think mm-hmm. they're better moms for their kids? Yes. Do you think they show up better for their social circles? Absolutely. Do you think they show up better for their communities, their yes. husbands? Yes. So not only yes. did like the impact that we were able to generate together and like because you stepped into your power, because I helped you step into your power, you helped 3,000 to 5,000 women step into their power. Mm-hmm. They're going to make their families better, healthier, stronger, et cetera. And then their families are going to pass those habits along and pass those habits along. Like that's a fucking ripple effect. Dude. And you're one person. One person. So now I've got 3,500 on the 4,500 online coaches that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. If each one of them have mm-hmm. 100 clients mm-hmm. that they're making mm-hmm. happier, healthier, stronger, and then they're going to, you know what I mean? It's like that to me is so fucking excited when I think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me working so hard. And like, obviously the money's cool, but like that to me is like mm-hmm. the money is just like, it comes as a byproduct of like focusing on that, like impact that yeah. I'm creating. Yeah. And as an online trainer, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, when somebody's in your DMs and they want to join your program, and if you're a fitness client, you'll be able to resonate with this. Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to change their life. Like they're trying to change their habits. They're trying to change the way that they eat. They're trying to change the way that they see themselves, how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. And if I, as a personal trainer, can help somebody change the way that they see themselves and view themselves and develop more self-confidence, like, man, I'm going to change that person's life. And that one person can go out and just do so many incredible things because of that. That was a long-winded answer, but that was like, that's why I work so hard now. It's not the money anymore. It's like, it's that. Dude, yeah, mic drop. And I think like it's a disservice for you to not step into your power and to not find those people that inspire you to step into your power because you think that it's so small and like, what can I do? What can I do? But like, that was just the prime example of like, what can't you do? Yeah. Like the world really is limitless if you let it be. And to circle back, like masculine and feminine energy, like Brian is very money targets. Like that's what drives him. And for so long, because Brian is an inspiration to me, he's been like the biggest inspiration in my entire life. Like I've never met somebody who has inspired me to change in the way that I have that Brian has. I quite literally wouldn't be the woman Mm. that I am without him, but I would almost like imitate what you would do. Like Mm. I'd be like, he's doing this. So I need to do this, even when it wouldn't feel good in my body. So feminine energy is recognizing those feelings in your body and understanding Mm. that like, just because Brian's doing it and it's someone that I'm inspired by, if it doesn't feel good in my body, it's listening to that feeling that is in my body. So I don't set, like, I want to make this much money a month. I have before mm-hmm. and we've hit them, but it felt just like a stressful time, stressful, stressful, stressful time. Like it was just like, if we didn't hit it, we got to keep going. And right now my business is light. Like I work with all females. Anybody that works on my team is, we have a fully feminine team. It's easy it's flowy. And we set like number goals as in like, I want to work with like 2000 females. 
I want to impact 2000 females life. But the moment that I attach a number goal to it, and maybe this will change. I think that's another thing with like feminine energy that I've realized. It's like, I'm not flippy floppy. I just go through motion. So I might seem like I'm just like this hurricane and then this sunshine and then this, but I just go through different emotions. And so right now what works good for me and what feels good in my body is being like, I'm going to impact 2000 people's lives. So it's just different perspective on Mm. like what drives you. So you're going to pull things from Brian and you're going to pull things from me, but like ultimately like what feels good in your body. Mm. And those are the most powerful people to me. Mm. They're the people that can take people that they're inspired by, but then formulate their own opinion based upon what they say. Because so many people will just follow and adopt someone else's mindset without actually putting in their own perspective, right? Mm. And like you, you like you are inspired by Gary Vee. You like have so many people that you look up to, but I also see you a lot of the time being like, I don't agree with that. Mm. There was a thing where Alex Hermosi said, like, you don't need a morning routine. You're like, I disagree with that. So like being able to disagree with somebody that's like a high level, right? Yeah, I love that. Right? I love it. Yeah. Wow, powerful. This is a good podcast. This is a great podcast. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I uh, I love the idea of being like in the moment and being with the flow and going mm-hmm. with how you feel. I think that's powerful for females. So I'm super glad you shared that. I also love the idea of like listening to something and being able to take it and not necessarily imitate it, but be able to put your own spin on it. I yes. love that. Yes. And guys, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you guys got value from today's episode, make sure you check out my wife's podcast. It's called Unfucking Filtered. Make sure you check out my podcast. It's called The Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. Yes. both on Apple and Spotify. Please, if this episode was impactful in any sort of way, leave us a positive review. Those reviews mean a lot. And if you could follow the podcast, that would also mean a lot. So that'd be awesome. He said it all. Cool. I have nothing left. That's everything. Thanks right, for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Monday with the Marks. 10 a.m. <laughs> PST every Monday. Make sure you guys tune in. Have the best day of your entire lives. And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.